0: Middle cough. Hey, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Sunday afternoon. Feels like a, uh, as we record this on a a Sunday afternoon, this feels like a, uh, this would be like a post game, Sunday night football pregame. I don't know what timing right now, John. So we're just, uh, it's May, but this is our OTA, you know, this is our OTA.
1: OTA, yeah, I don't. We were just talking, you know. I was like, "If this had been the Lions' week, what do we do? We go live? We wait for uh, Rams Bears? There's a lot of moving parts right now. We're just trying to figure some things out. A way ahead of ourselves."
0: Depends how uh, depends how Garoppolo's first half looks. You know, you might be go live at halftime. J- Jimmy's like six for fourteen.
1: See, that's what I'm saying. We're already skipping way too many steps. What about when they just go to minicamp together, or vet- you know, and I don't know if that's this week, two weeks. Yeah, I think of some. I I was just ended up because someone DM'd me. Like, you're just way too hard on Sirianni. He's like, watch his last press conference, and you'll see he got better. So I go back to watch his last press conference. He's improved. Now, slow improvements. It's not like, I I wouldn't say he's Mike Tomlin in front of the mic. Better. I mean, I I lasted about five minutes. But one of the questions was, you're not going to see your team till veteran minicamp, the mandatory one. I do wonder, I'm going to have to look into this more did the union collaborate enough to like the next two weeks are supposed to be voluntary? There's only one mandatory. Are they going to boycott those? It's something to keep an eye on. So I, I thought that they got overcame by the middle working class, but now I'm not sure.
0: Well, the Players Association, Florio wrote that like, whatever, they had phase one and, you know, I don't know, a third of the players, maybe a little more than a third of the players showed up. Florio basically wrote, uh, we'll see how many players show up for phase two. Gotcha. Okay, that's... Because they don't have to show up. Which, you know, it's you fine know until guy, you get hurt at your gym and you lose $20 bucks because you got cut.
1: Well, you know that dude, the, the Broncos cut? The yeah. lineman,
0: James? Yeah.
1: He was working out at Denver. All cool. You know, during phase one, just on his own, just getting lifts in. The union, once they got loud and like, Everyone, we're, we're together. Screw the, screw the man. Screw the man. Go work out on your own. So he's like, okay, I'm just following the union leadership. He goes to work out at a gym like down the street because he's not supposed to go to the Denver facility more. And then he, they fuck him out of $10 million. Now the union is suing on his behalf. Well, it's like, well, shouldn't he sue you guys? Like, shouldn't you make him all? That's why they're you suing. you screwed him. Yeah.
0: That's why they're suing because it's coming. So I was talking to a buddy of mine who played in the league, and he told me that one time he got hurt they put him on the non-football injury list. He got hurt working out. They put him on non-football injury list, and he was kind of pissed. They're like, don't worry. We're just moving some things around. We're not going to do that to you, blah, blah, blah. But they definitely could have, right? Because he wasn't water skiing. He got hurt just out of doing a workout. Maybe pulled a hammy. I don't even know. Yeah. But they definitely, like, this is something that everyone's aware of historically, right? Or you should at least be aware of it. Like, this wasn't some loophole that the NFL just threw at the players, right? Like, this is the risk you run when you do this, which is kind of crazy because it's like, what if I live somewhere else? I got to fly in for my workouts or but that's well, I'm working
1: work. out on behalf of you guys, right? I'm trying. To what are, yeah, you're just working you on behalf
0: of yourself. But I agree with you. It's it's pretty crazy. that The NFL has gotten away this long with that existing uh, and the players not being able to do anything about it. not being able to separate pr- working out for my football career from. You know, jet skiing.
1: For the last decade though, I would say with the new CBA, the majority of guys do work out at the facility in the offseason once once the offseason phase one starts. So I, I don't think it's that big of an issue. And I do think the NFL, when the union kind of came together a month ago or whatever and was like, Screw these guys, we ain't doing any workouts. And some of the coaches were like, Come on guys, this is we get it, Tom and Aaron. You don't need to show up, but let the younger guys show up. The NFL used Juwan James from the Broncos as kind of an example. Like, okay, guys, to the union. Like, fuck you guys. You guys are going to play hardball? We'll play hardball back. It was an easy one.
0: And then I was like, Tom's a TB12, hasn't pulled a hammy in 30 years.
1: I I did see Florio or someone had wrote, like, the new GM, you know, the guy was making a lot of money. They were kind of looking for a reason. So it wasn't necessarily, like, the league conspiring against them. Like, the team would have done this. But still, like – they wouldn't have been able to do it if he was at the right. facility
0: like that doesn't change. Yeah. I, I don't think the Broncos are trying to make a statement other than, yeah, we're saving a bunch of money on a hurt guy who maybe we didn't want anyway. But even if they wanted yeah. him, he's a hurt guy who's hurt. Yeah. And expensive away from us when he was working out here for no reason. Um. All right. Hey, everybody. <laughs> don't forget. Go to iTunes. Leave us a review in that review. Leave a question. That's how you get in the weekend mailbag, which we do at the end of the week. So get in the mailbag. Get in the mailbag. Ask us a question. Whatever you want it to be. It can be serious. It can be fun. Whatever you want. Get in the weekend mailbag. If you're on the YouTube channel, we got a podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, we got a YouTube channel. If you're already on both, we appreciate it. Subscribe to them. Like them. Yeah, all that. I think you summed it up pretty well. I thought there was one other thing.
1: Uh, YouTube questions. Uh, tell your friends about our podcast. That one, that's the thing. Y- you, yeah. Use our promo codes. Word of mouth. Uh,
2: yeah, word As of mouth. Uh,
0: Luda. Luda once said, yeah. yeah. Luda once said a lot of things. Uh, okay, we got a YouTube comment here, John, from Old Man Schwab. Lance versus Fields, week 10 will be a good watch. It's like he's reading our minds. We can't wait to talk about that coming up in the show uh, today. But, I mean, hey, let's start with this, John. Podcast brought to you in part by MyBookie.ag. Promo code Hammond, the number one. You go to mybookie.ag, you use promo code HAM1, you get uh, your first deposit bonus by 50%. Uh, you can also decline the bonus if you choose, because if you accept the bonus, you got to bet the full amount before you can withdraw funds, details on the site. But either way, use HAM1, that way they know that we sent you. Well, guy, mybookie.ag,
1: promo code HAM1. Do you know what's happening this week? I, I don't do. not know a little thing called a golf major, PGA Championship, oh, we're recording this a little before the game, but Warriors-Lakers, probably, more than likely, Wednesday night. You can get your gamble on. Well, maybe Tuesday we'll hone in on some picks because I already got some names, guy. I already got some names for Kiowa Island, guys I like, uh, a Texan, a Spaniard. I am pretty fired up for this. I don't you think Sergio? people... Sergio? Uh, no, a little chubbier, chubbier Spaniard. I don't know if he can uh, jump that high as Sergio once did. I, I did a little recon out of boredom. It was on Golf Channel. They replayed it. I, this course is going to look so cool on television. It's going to be so... Because it's going to be so hard, but it's so unique looking in the water. It's just unlike something we're used to. I think it's going to really, really work well. And I do think some major names are going to be a factor. And I have some guys I want to gamble on. Also, Guy, if the Warriors... I guess they probably won't be 10-point underdogs. But if they play the Lakers Wednesday, I bet they're 7-point underdogs... Right? I, I don't hate them as like a money line. Can I get them two to one on, on Wednesday night? Something to keep an eye on, mybookie.ag, promo code AM1.
0: Yeah, as of the recording of this podcast, the Blazers and Nuggets haven't played, and that affects whether or not the Warriors play the Lakers, but it does feel like it's... I, I think it would be a humongous letdown. We'll get to that for everybody if that doesn't happen, but you're right, NBA playoffs. I mean, we've got a ton of games coming up. I, the playing thing's actually working for me. Uh, yeah. It took me a, a few weeks ago, I had to do a little research just to make sure I understood it, but I understand it because it's not that complicated, and uh, and I like it. It's pretty simple. The playing game. I like add a little juice to what the Warriors had. Uh, add a little juice to a couple other games. Now you got to watch. It's just I think it's having the uh, intended effect. I think
1: it helped that Steph Curry was in it. You would not no have doubt. watched. Neither would I if it was Memphis versus New Orleans.
0: Yeah, which a lot of years it is. That's it's that yeah. right. But sometimes you need you gotta try something new. You need to have a few things go your way. It so happened that for the NBA, that was a national TV game with Steph Curry playing really well in it, right? So it'll
1: it'll be hard for the playing game to ever be historically topped if it's Lebron versus Steph, right? <laughs> if that's this first year's ever playoff game, I know. I know technically it happened in the bubble, but I I'm not really counting the bubble this year. Like that, that'd be pretty nuts.
0: Uh, my bookie data G promo code Ham One. Speaking of golf, DraftKings. Dot.com, yeah. Uh DraftKings app. I like to use them both. Sometimes I like the dot .com for making my lineup because I like to spread the whole thing out like I'm a stock trader and I get like all my mm-hmm. all my videos and all my other suggestions and I get my my game logs and I just I get it all organized John and uh you know maybe I'll put together a winner. The PJ Championship was good to your boy last year. It was very good oh, to me last was. year. It I'm defending was. my third-place finish. Let's not forget, I'm defending my big-money finish last year at the PGA How Championship. How much money did you make? 700 bucks. No, I think I had a second, like, $200 win, so I think I got to go back. I think this one was, like, $500 or something. I had two big hits, and I've been a little cold since, John, but uh, yeah. DraftKings, promo code HAM, DraftKings, promo code HAM. Right now, sign up. The DraftKings app, use the code HAM, You get a free shot of up to $10,000 in total prizes every day during the basketball playoffs.
1: Yep. Free play, uh, play pools are easy to enter. Just download the app. You and I have had the app. I live by the app. I mean, they're partners. I've invested in the company. I use the app. I I love DraftKings. I I can't recommend them enough. And they're great when big events are going on, like the PGA Championship and obviously the NBA playoffs. Uh, Listen, yeah, I just it's safe, secure, reliable. Deposit your money. You never have to worry about it. Guys, you can take money. I, I never my money I don't ever win these contests. Guy has easy to deposit into your account. Takes a couple days. Let boom. me check the DraftKings. Bam. Uh download the top rated DraftKings app now and use the promo code HAM when you sign up to get a free shot at ten thousand dollars in total prices every day of the basketball playoffs. How do you beat that? Head to DraftKings pool page to get your shot and huge huge cash prices. That's promo code
0: ham for a limited time. DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for com. Yeah, K- keep an eye. If you're traveling this weekend, you might, like if you're going to the state of Washington, make your lineup before you go to the state of Washington. You know, if you're yeah. in the state of Washington, I don't know, maybe drive down to Oregon, or I'm not sure. Get get into another state. You know, some states uh, don't don't let you uh, do, do the thing. But uh, I'm trying to go back and see. Currently, I'm not getting any interest for the seven hundred dollars I have in my DraftKings account, John. But uh, I did get a ten ninety nine. So you know, there's that. <laughs> Golf you got tax on money you didn't even put in your direct I, I know your, 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 my account <laughs> makes you pull it out I got to do something with it um
1: shows you they're running a
0: legit company it's 10, 9 1099s yeah, yeah I know uh Golf you and I said it again they got a ton of hoops but last year was Golf we discovered how good Golf was uh with DraftKings last year and uh it's just it's the best so we'll do We'll do a twenty dollar person. I think we do hundred people. Did you say that already for the DraftKings game? But look forward on. We've been doing two hundred people for majors, but we just want the game to happen. We're not sure yeah. where people are right now in their minds, even though there is no off season uh, in our minds. So, yeah, yeah, that's what we got coming up. <sighs> cool. Do it, yeah. All right, all the uh, YouTubers. For those who who are new to this, sometimes we stream. And it's just a stream. Sometimes it's also a podcast. This one's a podcast. So keep the comments coming. And uh, we, we circle back to you guys uh, near the end. But uh, one thing that was fantastic on Friday, I remember texting our buddy on. I remember, it, John, because it was three days ago. So not that long ago. But I texted our buddy Chris Biederman on Friday morning. I'm like, what time is your first Trey Lance video getting posted today? He said 105 Pacific. I said, great. I'm keeping an eye out for it. And uh, he posted, just like many other of the people that cover the Niners posted, about a minute video. A Trey Lance out there in a Niners helmet, the black jersey, red number five. Uh, it was a big deal. And the numbers were good. I think Eric Branch uh, said Canton. What was he, 21 to 24, throwing or 20 to 23? Tw- 20, 20, 20, 20 to 24. 20 to 24. <laughs> it's very good. I remember, didn't David Carr start his career? Didn't David Carr have a game where he completed like uh, what's the NFL record, like twenty-four straight passes to start a game? Or?
1: I don't remember that, but he definitely opened with the Cowboys and the Texans beat him.
0: It wasn't in that game, I don't think. But uh, in any event, mm-hmm. we did get a we got a taste finally this week in a Trey Lance as a 49er. So what do we think about what we what we got?
1: Yeah, overall take anyone just just rookie minicamp in general football, and you and I have talked a lot about this just over the years, is I, I can play a real you know basketball game five on five in the offseason with my team. Baseball, I, I can have a simul even if I don't have guys in the outfield, I can roll in Johnny Cueto or Garrett Cole or Max Scherzer and take like a real live AB. I can just simulate AB. Yeah. In football you cannot do that even if you have the full team there in shorts and a t-shirt. If you have the full team there, you cannot judge offensive linemen without pads. You can't judge safeties and corners and linebackers. They're not even tackling. It's all two-hand touch. When I read that 22 people attended this practice, there were four total offensive linemen, and they were in the Yeah, not 22 media members attended the practice, 22 participants. There was not a defensive lineman at the practice. So I'm not trying to poo-poo this, if I would have been there, you would have judged him his physical stature and his arm strength. But statistic, you cannot take away a fucking thing from a practice that does not have offensive or defensive alignment. Right? I mean, this is, this is basically what college coaches deal with in these seven-on-seven seven camps. Now, they make offers off it. You can judge just what the guy looks like. Like, they, the Niners posted a video of Trey Sermon and, and Trey Lance walking out to practice. You're like, my number one takeaway is I knew Trey Lance was big, Sermon's big. Like, I, those are two big dudes. I mean, that's a big backfield, you know? But my, but what am I supposed to take away? He's accurate? Like, yeah, I mean, it's, he should be. I, I'm just, I, I'm not overreacting to a rookie minicamp that is also just reading a lot of, and talking to different people in the league. There are restrictions right now on the amount of people you can have on a tryout basis. So on a normal pre-corona I would have had an extra 20 guys, maybe not that many, but 10 extra tryout guys just to fill some spots, give Sermon a breather, just have another quarterback there maybe if just if I want to talk to Trey so I can keep reps going, right? Mm-hmm. Just, you just give you options with things. Some just random defensive linemen, maybe do a favor for an agent with some kid he has like from UCLA to ultimately get players in the future, but this guy's not an NFL player. You know, so... Twenty no offense or defensive lineman. Does that not change a little bit what you think? Yeah, but well, I things want that, but how about the
0: guys with the brooms, you know, simulating fingertips. Well he's the one thing I read he dumps it down a lot. John, you work inside to out. You work short to long. Okay? That's how we're gonna work this this young career. I for me this stuff is always it's it's always just fun if he had thrown you know, the only way anything he did is a story is if he was like five of twenty four, right, and couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Diamador Lenore made a sweet catch on a pick, uh, but that—I mean, that wasn't was I that pi? Believe- huh? Is that pi? It was. It might have been pi. The receiver definitely was not getting off clean, <laughs> but whatever. The, I, you know, the way I like to are run you my OTA- to grab with one arm. The way like I like that? to run my OTAs, John, <laughs> is this is you are you are bulls in the ring, and we are <laughs> yeah. no one is here to rescue you. So nice catch um but to me all this you know you i remember you saying this and i've i've seen it too like the first day i don't think is about necessarily anything going great it's just you're just happy if nothing goes wrong if, if a guy doesn't suddenly look smaller next to other pros which we saw so much of trey lance pro day i don't think we were worried we saw him in shorts so we weren't worried about it, it was, he runs out all of a sudden his legs look skinny um I, I think it's. I think that's it. The only thing that I would think about, other than the thing that I've enjoyed since I was a kid, which is just seeing new players in new uniforms, it's one of the simplest joys in sports to me. It's why I hate when you Photoshop guys in a uniform before they've actually put the like draft days in a uniform. I mean, it's cool. I don't. I. But to me, it takes away some of the joy of actually seeing it for the first time. Which I. I just think it's a basic thing that's cool, and I think it's a basic thing that's cool. The only thing that could have come out was... Was it solid? Was it fine? Was it relaxed? It should feel like it would feel if he was Jimmy Garoppolo. Which is that it, nothing nothing of particular interest happens. Because the bar is very low. So that's it. Now that... that I don't want to poo-poo anybody's excitement about it. Because I was excited to see him. He looks... He looks big. Right? He doesn't... These FCS guys that come from this program are not malnourished. They're not underdeveloped physically. Like... They, they step in looking like NFL bodies. We saw it with Carson. So, I. To me, it was, I'm it was not, just good I'm to not see poo- him out there. I'm, on not, the field after, I'm not trying to poo poo it. I know. Right I'm right. just saying, after months and months of us talking, it was nice to just see it. We we reached kind of a step. Like, that's. It was just symbolic, I think.
1: I, I guess my overall take, and this will be the same if these mini camps happen, it, it feels like the veteran one's going to happen, but typically there are three or four mini camps. So, maybe the the extra ones are up in the air. I am not going to live and die. And neither should you with like the completion percentage in practice. You know, I mean, part of it is just every day physically. Does he look like he belongs? Once the big guy comes, like balls are going to get dropped. Balls are going to be off. Like I, I, whether it's 20 or 24 or 10 or 24, some days, like the more and more guys come, it's just part of the ebb and flow of practice. That, that, that to me is just like, we got to the point. I, 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 D- I text someone on the Niner staff, 20 to 24, and I'll, he responds. He's like, What do you mean? And he's like, Oh, oh. Like th- th- so it's just, th- but that's the type of stuff. And it's part, it's the world we live in. And again, I'm not, once once the bullets start flying, like, I wouldn't act like this if it in a preseason game, I'd take his number seriously and how it looked. Sure. But in fucking practice, like, now there are going to be. The Jimmy Garoppolo was it five straight passes, five straight pick sixes? Was that am I remembering that correctly?
0: Something like that in practice. Uh, one? God, that sounds wasn't right. there. Yeah, that sounds. Maybe right. it was three or four.
1: Like, yeah, there, there is a level of you do something. It's like okay, this is alarming, but like throw a pick. Like, yeah, dudes throw picks in practice. Sometimes it's just you are running a play and you're going to that guy. We want to see it work against this look, and just you you have to throw it to them. You know, so it's just one of those things that it's going to be a huge thing, though, guy. I mean, the hype on this guy, it's not... If, if we're getting 20 or 24 numbers from, from fucking rookie mini camps with 22 people, what happens when the whole group shows up? I mean, these numbers are not going away. The the, the hype is not going to stop flowing down, you know, the mountain, the avalanche of just Trey Lance, which is cool. I, I'm not opposed to that. Just, I, I do think you got to be careful what you make a... What is something and what's not? I'm not saying any, anyone's making anything of this. Besides, like, he looked good. It's what he should have looked. Yeah. But
0: he I, looked good. At, you mean in 20, uh, 22 people? I hope he's the best player. He's a third overall pick. <laughs> I'll give you a take, John. I do think it is the fact that there was nothing to really see um, highlights one of the things that's not a question with him that is usually a question with guys. If he had come from a program like Goff did where he never took a snap under center... I think one of the questions out of his first practice would have been, did he take any snaps directly from center? How did he handle the snap? Um, but we've seen, I've seen him do it in college, so I'm, it's not really yeah. a question. That is a All those guys, we have that question about, right? Yes, every guy, like all these guys, come in, they haven't taken snaps under center. We go, no one goes like, I wonder if he's going to be a good pro day one. But we do ask, how are they going to look taking snaps from under center? And no one was really asking that question with him because we've seen it. We've seen him do it in games. Not really not really a thing so I guess maybe that's the piece of news that with him you actually don't have the question that we will have especially the further and further we go down the road of college football about a lot of quarterbacks
1: now here is something that to me I would put substance behind more than the completion percentage on plays. now I guess that would matter is what are the rep counts like when him and Jimmy get to rookie minicamp or definitely training camp are they splitting reps is one guy going 90-10 are they going 70-30 Like, that to me is a fascinating number and something to, like, anticipate once we get to that moment. To me, the rep count is infinitely more important at a veteran minicamp than any completion percentage. Would you agree there?
0: At a veteran minicamp, yeah.
1: Yeah, like, once the entire team shows up, like, who's repping with who? Right. Because, like, is Trey Lance throwing to guys we've never heard of, and Jimmy gets thrown to all the other guys, or do they let him... Get a series every two series with the starters. I don't
0: think that's out of the realm of possibility. Do you think Again, this guy went third overall? Do you expect him to start second? Getting the second most reps? More reps Who than Nate would? Sudfeld? Yeah, yeah. Josh Rosen, that video you sent me today, Josh Rosen, I'd never seen that before. Kinda sad. Of Rosen telling uh, I don't know, Steve Kime or the owner, we're going to we're going to Super Bowls.
1: I think Trey Lance is repping with the twos. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless he just doesn't know the plays and that clearly doesn't look to be a problem.
0: Well, once you get everybody there, there will just be more things to watch. How we, you know, him interacting with other players, Kyle pulling him aside, a receiver saying something to him, an offensive lineman saying something to him. What was the clip? The Chargers hard knocks. Remember, I think one of the things I was disappointed in that hard knocks was that there wasn't a ton of Herbert just hearing Herbert, watching Herbert but there was whoa, there was an early moment one of the offensive it was Chris, linemen. It was
1: like, I thought it was like Chris Harris on the sideline, like, whoa, oh, he well, ripped there, it. And Gus Bra- and yeah. Gus Bradley was like,
2: damn.
0: Yeah, there was, was definitely that. Right. I, I remember was there was a the moment the offensive backs. lineman said something to him, which was different than what I would used to say, but you're right. The Chris Harris moment was also significant. Now that's not we're not going to be getting that necessarily, but you might be getting quotes from other players, right? Veteran players. Yeah. It's one thing if Trey Sermon says he looks sweet, but it's another thing when George Kittle says it. You know Trey do you know Trey Sermon's last three quarterbacks? Kyler Fields,
1: Trey Lance. Three
0: straight years. Kyler Fields, Trey Lance. That's cause he was he a he was a three year player that didn't have to sit for the transfer, right? Or yeah. did he have somebody
1: yeah, so it was before probably, Kyler it was probably play with
0: uh or was he a three year you must have just been a three year player who didn't have to sit on the transfer?
1: Yeah, so okay. he played with Baker too. So it'd be. Baker, well, that's what I'm Kyler. asking is, he
0: a three? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It,
1: Baker, Kyler Murray, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. Like, is, does this guy even know what like a uh, average college? What a two star recruit they, looks
0: like? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he has no clue. How many stars was Baker? But yeah, no, that's incredible. But by the time he was around, sure. Baker Baker was sweet. Baker was the transfer to Oklahoma. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, all right, John. Before we go any further, let's tell the people about Sleep Number. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Sleep number improves, increases your energy, improves your focus. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Discover proven quality sleep right now. Save a thousand dollars on the new sleep number 360 special edition smart bed during the Memorial Day sale. Only at Sleep Number Stores or Sleepnumber.com slash ham.
1: Guy, how do you beat it? You know what, guy? Sleep helps us recover faster. From exercise, from injuries, from illnesses, you're not feeling that good. How often do you just, like, you know, I'm not feeling right? And you realize, like, I didn't get a great night's sleep last night. Well, it doesn't happen to me and you. Why? We got sleep number beds. And when you get a sleep number bed, you sleep like a baby. I can attest, you can attest. It helps. Just sleeping changes your life. I don't even think I need to preach to the choir on that one. Uh, here's ways I try to do this guy stay hydrated when you sleep. I tried to pound a glass of water before I go to bed. It's good, it just helps you sleep a little bit. Uh helps me get up at 2
0: a.m., but. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but I have an active bladder.
1: <laughs> I, I like it cold in my room. I, I just can't recommend the sleep number. We've had them now for a long time. Uh, they've been great partners because their beds are sweet. And if you're thinking about getting a new bed, I can't recommend it enough. Just go to sleepnumber.com slash ham and get yourself a major discount. Memorial Day sale. Memorial Day sale, guy. I will
0: tell you, by the way, the other one um, you brought. it's It's been in the script that Sleep Number gives us for a while. You brought it to my attention. And I've tried to be really cognizant of not drinking the caffeine. I, this you know, they say the studies say after noon o'clock. That's tough. I like sometimes I might get one around one or two, but definitely sometimes I would have one at like four thirty, a little iced coffee. And that's trouble. So just another n- another little tip there. Proven quality sleep. Save 1000 bucks on the new Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed during the Memorial Day sale. SleepNumber.com slash ham. That's SleepNumber.com
2: slash ham. Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app because it's the easiest and most exciting way to get in on the action. While you watch your favorite players in sports, you just pick more or less on two or more player stats, and then the fun is on. Prize Picks has something for every sports fan from basketball to hockey to League of Legends, and everything in between. It's really simple to play. You make your picks, submit an entry in less than 60 seconds. I'll do it at halftime of a basketball game. And I also have some season-long more or less picks on MLB homers. You may remember, I've got less on Otani homers this year. We'll see. And at halftime of your next NBA blowout game, just jump on and go, ah, Steph Curry more than 11 points in the second half. It'll change the game for you. Download the prize picks app and use the code ham fifty for a first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars. That's ham fifty for a first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars. Prize picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional twenty bucks off. when you get Butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional twenty bucks off, either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get twenty dollars off your first order. Uh by the way,
0: before you Go any further, let's just make sure we get the quarterbacks right for Trey Sermon. So he was three years at Oklahoma, then a year at Ohio State. Yeah. So that was Baker in 17, Kyler in 18, Hertz in 19. Oh, yeah. Forgot about him. <laughs> then he got Justin Fields. Then he got Trey Lance. Holy shit. So, I mean, Hertz is a starter now.
1: So he went Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts. Those are three NFL starters, three straight years. Justin Fields, he's going to be an NFL starter. And whenever Lance eventually starts, he's going to play with him. So So thank you,
0: Getty, on YouTube for pointing that out. Do you want to do a quick, let's just, just out of curiosity, uh, who was Trey Sermon's high school quarterback? Did you think he, just thinking out loud loud real quick. Where do you think he's from? He's from Marietta, Georgia. Okay.
1: I might i'd say it's a decent shot down. he played with an a college player
0: right, so he would have been the class of sixteen uh, it's a little hard to find sprayberry high school hmm. i'm just i'm not going to do a deep search i 'm going to type in sprayberry high school q b see if somebody pops up if not we'll we'll move on if you would have been like zach Wilson i'd be
1: like <laughs> holy shit <laughs>
0: Let's just see, you know, notable alumni. Jarek McKinnon, notable alumni from that high school. Um, Travis Tritt, notable alumni. Jimmy Ray. Oh, no, Jimmy Rave. Sorry, not the former Niners offensive coordinator or pro wrestler. Chad Pennington? No, Ty Pennington from TV. Uh, it's a great name guy. And the kicker, <laughs> the Colts player? kicker, Rodrigo Blankenship. Was that his college kicker? If he went Rodrigo Blankenship... And then the three Oklahoma guys, and then Fields, and then is Lance, Blank be and Chip, impressed. the guy with the glasses. Yeah, the dude, the, the the tweet that went viral. These
1: two play the same sport, and it was him, and it was DK Metcalf without a shirt on.
0: <laughs> is that one better than than same body, same position, Cam and Mac Jones? I've seen that. one. I don't know if side side. I've seen that one yet.
1: The the Blank and Chip one with the glasses next to DK is pretty awesome. That one's now, better now, granted, than the. You, 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 you could throw Miles... You could do it with numerous NFL players. I mean, basically, probably majority of the league. But Blankenship... It, it's like, I'm making fun of Blankenship. He's going to be like, yeah, watch me have a 10-year career, you idiots. I'm not even trying to talk shit. No, know just, look, I know you're not. I know You look a funny, little funny.
2: It's just a
0: funny, uh, just a funny meme. I, I understand. All right, well, somebody mentioned Justin Fields to us earlier uh, on the YouTube channel, John, and uh, it was perfect timing because we were going to talk about this anyway, which is the the buildup and we saw some of it with Trey Lance and we'll see it with fields. I think their situations are a little different from one another, but they're also probably more similar than they
1: are different. It's definitely not apples to apples. Cause Jimmy Garoppolo and Andy Dalton aren't apples to apples. Every team in the league would rather have Jimmy Garoppolo start than Andy Dalton where they are very similar. Neither fan base wants to watch either play at this point in time. The bears, 100% like no one needs to watch a throw of Andy Dalton. People can live with Jimmy if he's fine. But this gets back to what we just talked about on the hype on this guy. And you could feel it with both guys. Now, granted, they both had praxis this week. So it's like you just saw them in their uniform, which once you see it, and they both look pretty freaking sweet. You're like, God, I want to see more of that. Yeah. The other thing is part of why they look so sweet is they're big, sweet, physical athletes with huge arms. Like, I don't know, who do you want your quarterback to be? you know a guy that can run, that can throw BBs and uh, knows what he's doing, right? I mean, they just, you want these type players. But the great part about rookies, you don't know what they look like. I i, I think the hype on both these guys, given that they're not going to go starters into uh, training camp, unlike tra- uh, Trevor Lawrence starter, Zach Wilson starter, Mac Jones, the hype on Mac Jones was really Niner created. I, I don't feel there's that much hype on Mac Jones. Even if you're a Patriot fan, like you're interested to watch him, but you're not like I gotta see Mac Jones, like it's
0: fucking. I would love he's to a know guy do Patriots. Yeah, I'd love to know do Patriots fans prefer Mac Jones start than Cam Newton? I just, just wh- whoever just gets us a win is probably what they're thinking. Yeah, I don't get the sense that there's a lot of like people taking sides on that one.
1: No, because it's ultimately like okay, you're getting Kirk Cousins. So to me, back to these two guys, like I think the hype on them as rookie. You know, of the quarterbacks are going to be the strongest. Basically, I mean, they're, they're talking the Niners and the Bears, and you're talking two guys that aren't the starter. So it's just constant back to what we were just like, what a practice. let me ask like? you What's this? the rep
0: count looking like? Why do you say Justin Fields is not the starter?
1: Well, because Andy Dalton is the starter going into camp. I think it's easier for Justin Fields 100% to just win
0: that job. They can't, because you're saying you just can't give Justin Fields that job before he's done anything.
1: Yeah, I just think Andy Dalton's going to be running with the ones when training camp starts. Do you not?
0: No, I do. I just, I was just curious why you felt that way. I just, because I think, you know, they are, the organizations are in different positions. The head coach, the GMs, they're just in different spots, right? Like the Bears need Justin Fields to be good now. The Niners need Trey Lance to be good eventually. It's a little different. And I think they're a lot more desperate for him. Like they, they, to me, a tie might go to Trey Lance, but Trey Lance, if Jimmy's better than him, Jimmy's the starting quarterback. If Andy Dalton's a little better than Justin Fields, Justin Fields might still be the starting quarterback.
1: Not disagreeing with you. They, they, they are not apples to apples situation, but where they are similar is the hype on both players from the fan base, yeah, from the consumer, from the, from the media. The, that, the media coverage
0: is going to be driven by that hype, as it should yeah. be. It's
1: both places there that are that's massive the story. markets, massive brands in the league. And to me, like, what is the Zach Wilson story? It's like, oh, how he looks. But, he's, but there's like, no drama
0: as to whether or not he's the guy.
1: I, I think these are the two, these two guys are going to lead the training camp hype train for rookies because they're not starting. Their physical attributes are huge. And while Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, when they make their quote unquote preseason debuts, like I said, it will be a big deal, but like, they can't, they're starting no matter what. The the dissection on these two guys preseason games are going to be outrageous, guy. I'm here for that. <laughs> like I, I'm all for because you're comparing them. Now, like you said, Trey is different. He would have to be dramatically better than Jimmy. Like a tie, if the tie goes to the runner, tie goes to Jimmy. Tie in Chicago probably just goes to Justin Fields. But right? I don't so think Yeah, they,
0: but I'm saying it's like even if he's just close, I think it goes to Justin Fields. But you agree the hype train on Trey Lance. Like, what if his, in training camp, like
1: some of those preseason games, he looks incredible and Jimmy looks terrible? You think people are like, oh, yeah, just start Jimmy. woohoo"? No. Like who the fuck's going to be saying that?
0: Nope. Well, first of all, he doesn't have to look incredible. There's going to be people saying you got to start him, right? But how, how does yeah. Shanahan, and, and Kyle kind of gave us? we'll know what Kyle thinks based on what what the practices are like. Because he said it. Once it's time to once he's or once we know he's ready to compete, he'll compete for the job. So we'll know when Kyle's when how he's splitting up the reps, whether or not it's a, at a certain point, whether or not it's a competition or not. Right? That's my that's one of my main points with this the the
1: story of these two players reps every single training camp practice. It's going to be outrageous how many takes come from that. Of like everyone's going to have an opinion. Like oh, it's just we got to get Trey Moore. Justin Fields, no, not enough. Like it's just, And it's going to be real. Because then it's going to be based on how did they look in those practices. What is Kyle doing? Jimmy looks awful. Trey's throwing dimes. And, and they're going 90-10. Jimmy, this doesn't make any sense. Can you imagine if I go to Bears practice? Fields look awesome. But he only got 20% of the reps. People are like, what is going on? Which is cool. Like to me, that, like you said, back to the drama aspect of it. It's going to be strong. <laughs> it's And you to me, you could feel it this weekend on just both guys coming out of their first ever practice. I don't know how many people the Bears had, but like the Niners, probably not many. And it just, you just already there. Because once you see both guys in a uniform, you're like, yeah, that's what an NFL quarterback looks like. Part, yeah. Now we now we do know this. What you look like getting off the bus at an NFL quarterback doesn't mean a damn thing. Hackenberg looks sweet. Kaiser looks sweet. I, I mean, I could list 50 guys that look sweet getting off the bus. But we know there's more to that. But where it's fair with both these guys, I think coming in, did you tell me that Ballard had the blue star on, this, on Trey Lance? I oh, yeah. Him?
0: Shit, that was a topic we're going to do today.
1: We, I mean, we can save that for midweek, but like, I think this guy was re- beloved in the scouting community. Clearly, Justin Fields was more, I don't want to say red flag because that's too strong, but just the opinions varied. But no one disputed his physical attributes right and, and I always argued his production but man I I can't wait to watch just how the training camp operates with both these guys relative to the the incumbent. Jimmy's a true incumbent. Andy's like a hired mercenary who stinks, but they're both going to get the same treatment. Starting when the training camp starts, they're both going to be under center with the ones. Mm. Which is just like go back years ago different scenario because one guy was a third round pick and it was Matt Flynn, but I will give Pete credit. He just went uh, quarterback positions open. Now they hadn't accomplished anything. They that, what never was Matt went Flynn the playoffs. Making. I think seven or eight million. I mean, I think they he was less him accomplished than the other two guys. But it was just it's wide open. Do you think it's easier to say it's wide open when you've never won anything than when like I do? It's not wide open with Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are guys in that locker room that have won with whatever, who knows what anybody individually thinks, but they've won with them. Like, you've seen what it is at its best. And And there's a balance of, like, you've got expectations on your own team. Yeah, you don't, that's just, Belichick never does,
1: you know, it's wide open when someone's earned it. Part of it, like, part of the program is earning your spot. Now you could say yeah, that but, Jimmy, Jimmy was just handed it. But isn't
0: that what Kyle, the comment Kyle made to Irvin, right? Was like, I don't want to give Florio a headline. Of course he could start. Anybody could start. This is, you know, that's what coaches say. It's like, this is competition. That's the way this works. Yeah. Like that is the, the ultimate question that we'll be talking about over the next several months is not, what does Kyle think or what does Kyle do? The ultimate question is, how good is Trey Lance? Because if Trey Lance is good enough, it's not Kyle thinking. Kyle's not thinking him into the starting quarterback job. That is the that is the only thing that matters. Is Trey Lance good enough? Because if Trey Lance is good enough, then he'll, f- quote-unquote, force Kyle to do whatever it is he forces Kyle to do. It's not up to Kyle. It's why like, when coaches say it, we think it's a cliche, but it's so true. When they say, it's not up to me. It's up to him. It's up to Trey Lance. And that is the ultimate truth. Well, trip.
1: I'd push back a little bit because in camp, it is a little subjective. It's based on training camp. It's based on but I'm
0: just saying, kind of the feel Kyle, of your team. If- but this is to your point on... on uh, on Pete, my, I think Kyle is open minded to letting Trey Lance become the starting quarterback if that's what he forces him to do. I agree. Why wouldn't he be? So, but I think that's what the fans want. It, well, it is. It, yeah, it, it is. <laughs> I I say we call an audible and just add this other uh, topic here because I've got the uh, I've got the little note on Chris Ballard. If you want to talk about that right now,
1: yeah, let's do it. You do that
0: now. You want to save it for later in the week? Let's do it right now. Let's do it right now because this is a good note. Somebody uh, sent this to us on a Friday, and I forgot to make a note. I'm glad you remembered that. So he- here's what happened, um, and I'll just read you through. So Adam Peters in the athletic, and you told me, the, was it the Eagles do like a blue star or something like that they call it? The, the the Ravens have always
1: done, every scout gets a, maybe it was called a purple star for them. I think the Eagles call it a green star. Maybe it's a red star there too. I I don't know. But you just star a guy who you just... It doesn't matter the round. A
2: like, guy you like. like.
1: Type guy, a guy that you would just Our be boss. like... Yeah, to me it would be a love. And it would be guys like DeForest Buckner, Debo... I mean, it could be any round, like Fred Warner. You don't have to be a top 10 pick. So it could be Fred Warner coming out in the draft, like... No matter what, no matter where this guy is, I want this guy on our team when the draft ends. So if that means we got to take him in the second, the fourth, it's not you're not trying to like guess his round. You just go his on the field ability, his football character, everything this guy brings to the table. I want this guy.
0: So apparently, the Niners, Adam Peters said the Niners have something like that called a gold helmet designation. Um, and I think Ozzy originally started it, and all these people now have kind of stolen. It's smart. The Niners had Trey Lance, gold helmet, and uh, Hufunga had a gold helmet. Talanoa Hufunga. Wouldn't be shocked if it was John Lynch's gold helmet on that guy, right? Because uh, what did John Lynch call him, an old-school badass? The Colts yeah, do something.
1: And the way the team, I know the way the Ravens did it, like the team doesn't. It's just individuals do it, right? So like an individual scout pounds the table. This guy's my gold helmet. This guy's my star guy. And it's like middle cough told me coming into this draft, his gold helmet guy was Landon Dickerson. He said, no matter what, I fucking would go to war every week
0: with Landon Dickerson. That's not not you saying take him in the first round or take him in the second round. It's just, I love this guy. Yeah. Um, So the Colts do something they call a blue card. Uh, Football morning, Peter King wrote... (laughs) <laughs> that Ballard said, when we're in draft meetings, we talk about a player's character at length, determine if he fits on our board. If a player meets our strict criteria in terms of his football character, he gets a blue card. We might have 10 or 12 blue cards in the entire draft. And we want to so pick... hard to get. Yeah. And we want to pick as many of these players as we can. A Colts fan noticed that in a Colts video, a blurry version of the draft room showed that they had two players... Uh, taken in the first round were blue card card players so two of the players taken in the first round were blue card players Trey Lance and Devontae Smith were the two blue card players that the Colts had on their board so do you yeah uh,
1: like I like Devont, Devontae Smith every team whatever their thing would would get that we had talked a lot about him you know over the couple months right that every receiver I had a team tell me that it, last year when Ruggs and Judy were coming out they said who's the best guy in the room both guys without hesitation. You know, you ask the question thinking, like, I was the best guy. It's kind of what you want to hear. Both guys without hesitation at Devontae. And, like, um, he's the alpha on the team. Like So that means they respect Landon,
0: him in addition to him being really good.
1: Yeah, I, I think Landon Dickerson and Devontae Smith are two Alabama guys that universally, like, every team, whatever their designation is, got the blue card, got the gold helmet. Like, that's just – it's hard. Like, part of it, it should be. It should be really hard to get. Like, you, you don't just liberally give them away. Two – Two feels a little low, but you know. So what about the guy you guys like? drafted? <laughs> you hated
2: him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So I, you know, I, to me, he, this is not You said. Th- wait, you, oh, you said so. The two guys, did the
1: Ballard admit it or
0: no? People? No, somebody noticed yeah. in the background of a draft video. You like try to blur stuff, but you can see some sometimes. You could just tell the order, maybe too, right? Yeah, that might, I think that actually might have been it. I think that's what they're saying. The blurry version of the draft board indicated two players in the first round were blue card players, Trey Lance and Devontae Smith. I, The fact that you and I talked about this the other day, because we talk about a lot of other things, uh, and the Colts being one of them, we tend to talk about the Colts a lot because of Ballard. Uh, the, the Ballard loved one of your guys is not the same as just any random GM loving one of your guys. I'd be like the Ravens loving one of your guys. I think same cat. I would put that in the same, at least when it was Ozzy, right? If Ozzy loved one of your guys, that would be the same to me. And we know they kind of like, they both love DeForest Buckner. Now, everyone you could argue would love DeForest Buckner, but I would bet there's some crossover in the players that Chris Ballard likes and the players that Kyle Shanahan and Adam Peters and John Lynch and those guys like.
1: Yeah, and I think ideally, when you build a team, and we'll talk about like Curry, Draymond, and Clay, would clearly, the NBA versions of them would be blue cards, right? You want your best players, like looking back at the Patriots. Well, it'd be Brady would have been one. McCordy would have been one. You know, Edelman would have been one. Like, football, personal character. I mean, everything you'd want. Like, if your star players are get are that version, what else can go wrong? So, it's like, if your quarterback is one, ideally, it doesn't get any better than that. Right? So, to them, their standards are really, really high. And I'd say the Colts standards, like you said, are higher than the Niners the last several years. So
0: consistently, I mean, if, with consistency at least. Well,
1: because well, they wouldn't have drafted Ruben Foster. Well, and they they wouldn't have chose Eric Armstead over DeForest Buckner. And I'm not saying that was the wrong move, but Ballard would not have. He just he just wouldn't have. And we'll see how that ages. But yeah, I mean, I, but I did, we kind of knew that, right? I mean, not we didn't know he was a blue star guy, but I'm just saying. Part of the reason of Trey Lance, one of his defining characteristics, is pretty consistently inside NFL buildings. This is why I think, maybe you have said this before, we've kind of come to the agreement that, like, I bet Trey Lance was higher on the majority of boards than Justin Fields. And it's not necessarily a knock on Justin Fields. It's more like they viewed Trey Lance as just exactly how, like, there is not a negative.
0: Yeah. Like, really,
1: his only negative is the school he played at. Yeah, the
0: lack of reps. The lack of reps. But the, the only relative. negative
1: that anyone could have controlled is just, right. you know, we wish he played but, at another school. Obviously, But you if know, he had he played... played as many
0: games as he could have. But this is where, you know... Would you change it? Uh, because he didn't play at Oklahoma or Ohio State, I know something about Trey Lance that I wouldn't have known if he had. And the thing I know about Trey Lance is that he was more determined to be a quarterback, even if that meant going to North Dakota State, than playing at a big-time school, which would give him maybe a more immediate spotlight, like Minnesota, who wanted him to be a defensive back. Right. So I know, I know what Trey Lance thinks about being a quarterback, how much it means to him, because of the fact that he's North Dakota State. Now, maybe it would mean just as much to him if he had been somewhere else. I just might not know that about him. So I, I do know something about him that I wouldn't have otherwise known because of where he ended up. And that, like, I know how he deals with adversity a little bit, right? I know how he deals with being told you're not good enough. There are these things that we know about Trey Lance that we wouldn't know if he was somewhere else. So I I don't think it's even, and I know you're not saying it's a negative. I I don't, I, I wouldn't want to, we'll see what happens over the next 5, 10 years. I wouldn't want to rewrite Trey Lance's story to this point because it's part of who he is. It's part of what helps us understand a little bit It feel like we understand a little bit what he's about. Like, to your point, that blue card is not about Trey Lance's arm, right? That's about the stuff I just said. That's about, we've talked about this. I think the Niners believe this. I would imagine the Colts probably did. I think he's people think he's really, really, really smart, really sharp. Like, that's that's what the, that to me is what some of these, the blue card and the blue gold helmets are about. It's about the fact that he was at North Dakota State.
1: Well, if you ask Chris Ballard this, and if you ask anyone who does this in their draft room, and said, "If you could only have one of these guys in your team, what position would you want that guy to be on?" I, all of them would say, without hesitation, they'd want their quarterback to be that guy. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. If you could only have one red star, blue gold helmet, blue blue label, whatever your designation is, you would take it at the quarterback position, right? Yeah. As a draft pick. Now, not some of these guys acquire quarterbacks different ways. I, that's a powerful thing. Like I was talking, uh, I was texting with uh, Keith Williams. Who's now with the Ravens, that's him and T Martin are the wide receiver coaches? I was just asking about Bateman. He was like hey, Devonte
0: hey, Adams, wide big. receiver coach. Keith, yeah, he works with Tyree
1: Hill. he's at Fresno State in Nebraska for a while, and he was just telling me how much they love Lamar in that building, like how confident they just are about Lamar Jackson. I think one thing that's been clear with Lamar Jackson, you know, we can nitpick like his outside the numbers throwing. They just drafted a guy in the first round, and Keith was they think they can get Hollywood going and everything the character stuff with Lamar is like everything you'd sign up with. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's just... he—he he, To me, he's blown me away. Because part of the quarterback is like, how do you act after losses? You act like a dick? You act like an asshole? Do you get to turn half your fan base off? You know, or are you just going to be consistent like Or every your locker day? room? Or your players? Like, I mean, at the end of the day, the Colts... Like, their riskiest move the Ballard's made by far is acquiring Carson Wentz, right? Somewhat out of desperation, but... Look, Lamore might be flawed, but at least you feel really good about everything you're doing with him, twenty four seven, right? And you just yeah, know we like, we just got to put him in the best position in the playoffs. And
0: <laughs> it's easy to say what I've. What I think you and I agree. Like, if I were the Colts, I would have done this Carson Wentz thing ten out of ten times. So I'm all in. I think it's gonna work. But he did just get traded. <laughs> he just traded him. Yeah. The Eagles just traded him. It's crazy. Because cre- This team- offseason may not from me I may not yeah, sometimes no. give this offseason enough credit for how insane it is. No, we, we don't. It'd be very
1: very rare in the NFL. If once you have a player and he's viewed as a blue star guy in your building and he's the quarterback, that guy never gets traded, right? What
0: should we we should hand out? What should we call guys? I don't we, know. We give him a ham and win. We give him a ham bone. <laughs> yeah. Like a little helmet um, little hel- a bone helmet sticker, you know, like Georgia you know, has the What if we just uh yeah, I don't know. A blue collar. they got a blue collar. <laughs> Was that a Harbaugh thing? Remember the Dickies? Well, Hardball had the thing where you had your, your name tag
1: on your, your mechanic yeah, shirt. You wore Yeah. Yeah, you wore a mechanic shirt. That's a pretty that's a that's an old school like that will probably never happen again. Remember guys would just wear it after a game? Time. Like it wasn't even like the whole <laughs> team
0: someone would just be wearing their Guy, shirt. Guy
1: Jim would wear it. Like, I remember Alex. Jim yeah, <laughs> yeah. Harbaugh was just Jim, right? <laughs> NFL coach. It was crazy. Is it worked? Like he got to the NFL and all his shit was working.
0: Can I? You know what? It's funny. We just got into that conversation because I, I, just, I literally thought of something watching TV like two hours ago. There was some commercial. I don't even know what it was for. Um, and it's like this this young woman getting coffee for everybody. She's working on like a movie set. And the whole, she's like, you know, uh, right now, maybe it was like cheap insurance or something. Cause she's like, right now I'm pitching pennies. One day I'll be the star director. But for now, like I got to start at the bottom and she's handing out coffees. Here's a little, I just thought of this piece of advice that I would give people starting at the bottom rung, no matter what industry, you know what I would do if I was in that position. I think I would wear a name tag every day. Just says, hello, my name is Guy. Because the number one thing when you don't get that much time to interact with people is they just, like, thanks for my coffee. They don't really know who you are. They don't know your name. They just call you, hey, you. I would say swallow your pride. Forget about the fact that no one knows your name. Put your name tag on your shirt every day, and you're just going to stand out from everybody else because people are going to love to see you coming. I think 50% of the reason anybody avoids anybody is they don't remember their name. If you just walked around as like a 19, 20, 21 year old intern, just with a, people are like this guy's wearing a hello, my name is guy name tag every day, no matter what, a suit jacket, a shirt, a polo, weekend uh, party at the boss's house, everyone's gonna know your name. Everyone is gonna know your name. It hit me today. I was like, I wish I'd thought of that 15 years ago. But
1: there that, you go. that is genius. Do you know a huge point of contention my young career at Fresno State, and then definitely when I got to Philly? At Fresno State, they would never give me a name tag. Everyone had offices. Everyone got name tags. Like on your including wall? The GAs. On my wall. Now, I didn't technically have a main office, but I just wanted John Middlecock. You they got one in They finally gave Philly. me one, <laughs> and, they, and they didn't spell my they name right. Then I name. got to Philly, and I had this office that every first guy, you know, at the position, and they spelled my name wrong again. It was just, and that It was like on stuff, a cubicle, right. right?
0: On the cubicle, I yeah, remember. Yeah, it was like on the cubicle, you, you one F. me a tour and had 1F.
1: One F. But you're right. Like, who even cares? Just take pride and let people, you know, wear a name tag. You're right. Most people aren't going to know your name. You need to make them remember your yeah, name. Yeah, it's not but that, people We blame
0: to- other people for that, right? Why does they don't know well, my name? It's like, well.
1: Well, you know what happens at training camp when they go to 90 players? W- what happens on the top of helmets? You put your name on it. Well, you, you put a tape and it says Smith. Right. Or Williamson. Or Jordan. Or whatever your fucking last name is. Got a piece, a huge piece of tape. You might have it on your back. You know, you know who doesn't? Aaron Donald doesn't need to do that, right? Uh, Trent Williams doesn't need to do that. But the four-string guard, like, it's, it actually is smart. And I bet there's a point, if you ask any player, you know, mid-round guys to late guys that have a long career, then be like, you know, at one point in time, I had tape on my head. You know right? what you know, you know, I, I, my move would
0: be? I'd, I'd never take it off. Yeah, I'd wear exactly. it in year
1: 18. I'd keep that tape. But there is, it's an ego thing. It is. When you're young, because you want to be known so bad. If you can learn, and I was bad at this, I, and I think most people are, if you're immature, you let your pride and your ego, like, why don't they know my name? Make them remember your name. What's the easiest way to make them remember your name? Wear your name tag.
0: Yeah. Who sang that song? Uh, like uh, 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 Lincoln. Four minor? wasn't Lincoln Park. Fort Minor, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> make yeah, them remember exactly. the name. I
0: think that's J.J. Yep. Watts'
1: like theme song. J.J. Watts' favorite song? Yeah, because the part of my take, guys, used to always give him shit because he'd have like videos of him working out, and he'd have that play in the background. It's like JJ. It's like you're the three time defensive player of the year. Stop being so cheesy. I love and it. He even admitted, I love it, like, it man. I was a little cheesy.
0: <laughs> whatever. If whatever gets you fired up, like that's okay.
1: I don't, now tell man, me this: Would two thousand nine Guy Haberman wear a name tag at like a Fresno State football
0: game? Yeah, I mean, I, I wish I would thought of it. I don't know. I might not. I mean, you are a media pass. That's different. I'm just, talking. but uh, yeah, it'd be hard to do. Like you're interning at, uh, you know, uh, 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 Ham Financial, and you and yeah, you're like a you third-year college into student from like Stanford, and you think you're like I'm, I'm from Stanford. But I think it's.
1: But I would say this: Hey, just people are going to make fun of you. The other interns will, and maybe the lower-level guys will. You know who might respect it though? The
0: boss. Absolutely. I know the boss would respect it. Again, the boss, will be, they'll be happy to see you because they know, they get to say your name. They don't, they don't know anybody's names. That's a
1: great piece of advice. You, you, you know what? You do not get that in school, guy. You get that from being in the trenches. You get that from going through shit and understanding the way people think. And I never remember names. I wish other people were
0: wearing name tags. Exactly. <laughs> Me too. All right, John, let's tell the people about geology. Summer's coming, baby. Summer is coming. And right now, you go to geology.com. You go check out the SPF 30 sunscreen, geology.com slash ham, excuse me, geology.com slash ham. Get 20% off the brand new SPF 30 unisex face sunscreen right now.
1: As a bald man, and my dermatologist told me this a long time ago, and it's so true, because I used to tan really easy. And I think the key is you get older, Women, females, ladies, young girls, they're, they're great at this. They're, they're great at applying sunscreen. I don't think guys, I can only speak from experience, are very good at that. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like, are you a sunscreen guy if you Awful just go at out it. normally? Awful I, I I have become great at it. I never enter the outdoors without, at minimum, SPF 30. And I, I'm going to incorporate this because it's more than just sunscreen. Broad-spectrum SPF 30 with a mineral-based sunscreen to provide maximum protection. UVA... Guy, we're not that far away from it. We're closer to 50 than we are to 15 now. Your skin gets a little thinner. The, the sun marks. You get the wrinkles. You got to fight that well, bad boy called the sun guy.
0: And that's the point here, right, is that this is skincare. It's not just sunscreen. That means every day. You just put it on. Make it part of a habit. Be like middle cough. It's not just for going to the beach. It's just for going out every day. I've been doing it uh, a little bit because there's a little bit of it in my geology um, face cream, which I use. I, put, I shave every day, then put that stuff on. Um, but this is a, this is even a uh, higher SPF and you get it all over your, your face, maybe arms. If you're going short sleeves that day, sun's out, guns out. Here's the other beauty of it. Maybe people are going to start getting out of the house. You got maybe whatever you got in your uh, bathroom. You got bottles everywhere. You don't need four different bottles for, you know, your, maybe your, your girlfriend or your wife's got three bottles and you get one. No, you just have one. It's SPF 30 unisex face sunscreen. You just keep it in the bag. You use it every day. You get it, uh, keep it by the sink, whatever you got to do. Bam, geology, high quality products. Yep, geology.com slash ham, geology.com slash ham, 20% off pre-order. Do it now. Up to 40 minutes of protection, by the way, water resistant in the water. I mean, it's well beyond that if you're not in the water. but If you're in the water. Dive in like Phelps, you got 40 minutes. (laughs) Geology.com slash ham, 20% off. Pre-order right now, the SBF 30 unisex face sunscreen from our friends at geology.com slash ham. I, I think, and I said this early in the season, and we're coming off having watched their win over the Grizzlies on Sunday. I said this early in the year. I thought he was back to MVP form. And as it turned out, I think I was right. He didn't win it. He's not going to win it. But uh, one thing I think is really clear, and it's not going to be clear to people who didn't watch Steph's career, there's going to be a gap for him from this year when he won the scoring title. Right? He clinched it today. 32 points a game, basically. And the 2015-16 season when he won the scoring title, there's a gap all those years in between that he didn't win the scoring title. And the guy guy sacrificed um, to win with KD. Great. All for it. But it does not. He just is able to flip the switch of interesting in the NBA immediately, and he did it this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I... The most powerful part about him is he's one of the last needle movers in a league that's had a precipitous drop off in interest. Like, I mean, listen to Strauss write and talk about it on his, on his podcast with the guys on the plus minus. The importance of, of the Warriors this year, like obviously the Lakers, they're the defending champs and they're the Lakers are the number one drop. The Warriors are like a close second and depending on the nights you look, they're bigger sometimes when you put them on national television. And you're watching him today. He's probably the most unique like, just because he's so small, and yet he's such an efficient <laughs> scorer. Like, clearly the best three players of his era. LeBron is number one. And these guys played together, and I think most people, even the diehard basketball people, would give the edge, Kevin is better than Steph. But I'm watching him today, like, you can make that argument, but I can also make the argument that Steph's the second best player of his era. Kevin needed him. He did not need Steven to win Kevin to win a championship, right? I mean, you, you could make the argument. And I'm not diminishing Kevin, I... I mean, you're talking LeBron's be a top three or four player ever, probably the second. Kevin, who knows where it all shakes, potentially a top 10. Like, what's Curry? Because Here, here's what I know. Curry played in an era of great guards, right? R- Chris Paul was called the point god. Chris, Steph Curry's in a different universe than Chris Paul. Russell Westbrook, they, they don't even share anything in common besides stats.
0: The one, can, can I say one thing about, I agree with you. Uh, this is not a disagreement with anything you just said. I do think... One thing is clear, even though he's annoying, Chris Paul wins like almost everywhere he goes, right? But I'm not like, like I, he's not an elite all time. No, no, I, I know, just I know. Saying, this, is, this is a separate, I just wanted to make an aside. Like, I think I don't, I don't know if Chris Paul even gets appreciated because he just goes to places where you're like, why would you want to go there? Like, he doesn't even want to go. They were forced to go and they just went anyway. Keep going on, Steph,
2: though.
1: But Golden State was that, and what he did here with Draymond and even Clay before Kevin ever showed up was something that Chris could not do. Like, let's not even include anyone else. Just the two best point guards of the last decade and a half were Chris and Steph. And every single person in the NBA would agree with me that Steph's a better player. They would rather have Steph than Chris. And I think Chris, like you said, in like true basketball sense, and people in the in the mud of hoops think he's like underappreciated. But everyone agrees that Steph's better. Like, Chris is going to go down as, like, an all-time great. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't, it's not,
0: it's not even an argument.
1: Yeah, but I think part of it today is just watching these guys in a big game. I was thinking about this historically, because I think Draymond is one of the great big game players I've ever seen. The thing with the NBA, watching a little bit of the Hall of Fame, and it was, it was a pretty powerful moment. Vanessa talking, Michael behind him. Michael also uh, introduced Kim Mulkey. (laughs) Cause they met like in 1984 at the Olympics and they just became friends. And it was like, yeah, I could see them being friends. <laughs> was
0: like, yeah, makes sense. I've heard, I uh, didn't realize it till I'd heard a few people say like, yeah, Kim Mulkey, like she rubbed some people the wrong way. You know, like kind of the way Michael did
1: does Michael fucking loves did, her and they're yeah. homies. And I guess someone couldn't show up for Kim. So Mike, she asked Mike, he's like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> but it just, you, what I was saying is the history of the NBA. Most guys don't win. Because the same group of the elite top end guys win all the championships, right? That's yeah. what's like these guys, just watching those two guys with a bunch of randos. I mean, at, just random guys. that The majority of people listen to this podcast, unless you're a Warriors fan, wouldn't even know who they are. And when they flip a switch, it's like, goddamn, this is the NBA that I grew up on. Like when a, when a Shaq, when a Michael, when an Akeem, when a Kobe would flip a switch, like we ain't fucking losing this game. With, under no chance and that's something the nba i think is lost it's why so many people just you watch these games you're like god does anyone care and it, it, you could feel it today it's like god these two guys and really the you look at the stats like the last you know month they had to flip a switch because they were trending the wrong way it's like god are they gonna miss like a playing game yeah and they flipped a switch and those two and it's really a, it kind of felt like an nba jam because draymond everyone's gonna be blowing staff and they should he scored 46 points Guy, Draymond's fucking throwing passes like he's Chris Paul. It's amazing to watch those two guys, like, under no circumstances. Are we beating? Are we losing to these two random guys? Now, if it plays out, we're recording this before the Laker game. They play the Lakers and lose. Like, I'm not saying they're just going to win that game. But, like, I, I think there's going to be overwhelming if LeBron and Anthony Davis are healthy for the game. Everyone will pick the Lakers. I would just say not so fast. Now, I would put LeBron in that category as well. Like, I'm not, I'm not in the business of betting against him by any means. But like, if I had to do the rankings of guys, push comes a shove, my money's on the line. I know this, Anthony Davis is the fourth guy on the list of people I trust when it's fucking nut cutting time. I'll promise you that much. So it's like if his ankle tweaks, like I know Draymond's playing through, I can see Anthony Davis like, oh, ah, yeah, injured. I, I do think the pro
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um I mean, we're talking about the. I did have Champions an NBA town. coach, I
1: did have an NBA coach, an assistant within the last week, send me a clip of Anthony Davis, and he's like, bro, what were we supposed to do against this? It was him going, like, rebound, around the back, coast to coast, layup between three guys. He, he's like, I this skill is just... I'm not di- disputing his, like, talent, you know? But my point is, Look. you agree that everyone is gonna not going to pick them if that's the game, and it's like, I wouldn't bet against Steph and Draymond.
0: Well, all, partly there's... You know, you're talking, there's also the, you just said, I wouldn't bet against them. You're not even talking about the odds. You're just saying you would not, you don't think it's going to be a walk in the park for the Lakers. I agree. I mean, but think about what we're talking about here, right? We're talking about of the four guys you named, three of them are champions, like in capital letters all the way across, right? LeBron and Draymond and Steph have had epic moments in the history of the NBA, both individually and against one another. It's not even fair. I mean, Anthony Davis is he is not in that conversation. No, he's he's a great player, right? But what you're talking about is like you're talking about the great some of the greatest players who've ever lived and have won being he, great. I Draymond watched cl- Stefan Draymond the other day had like this NBA jam moment. Draymond throws some passes. Him and Steph have these redirects where Draymond's throwing these rockets. To places where people don't usually throw passes, right? Where Steph gives it to him, and you're used to seeing a guy maybe will come off a screen. I don't. Draymond throws passes from places and to places on the floor that are really guys usually don't throw them from that spot to that spot at these crazy angles from traffic. It's really mind blowing.
1: I, I, I saw Gottlieb get in an argument with people on Twitter earlier this week about like Westbrook's place in history, and he. he quoted uh, someone tweeted out of something about Steph being an all-time great point guard and he pushed back he's like I you know I don't think you can just consider him a point guard because you watch him today like he does play a little like Reggie Miller style yeah like they just had like you know he's not a true Draymond turns into their point guard when they're playing like that right it really
0: yeah I mean Draymond's Draymond's had 11 assists 10 assists 13 assists (laughs) What do you have today? I didn't... What was the... I, didn't I think the he ended up with
1: today. nine. He ended up like
0: 12-9-8. He didn't end up with triple-double.
1: But I felt like today, they basically just go, fucking Draymond, you run it. Steph, you run around and you guys are fucked because you're going to end up with Steph. You either leave him open, he hits a three, or one of our guys just lays under the basket and gets an easy layup. And Draymond makes these passes like he's freaking... John Elway's like, It's... Guy, I, I don't think Draymond gets... I think Steph ultimately does get the respect. I mean, he's... Everyone loves him. You watch Draymond when it matters. He turns into this player that just, we grew up on the Kings, Vladdy Weber. They were fantastic passing big men, but they were stationary, right? You would throw it into Vladdy and he would run the offense from like the post and guys would cut. That was the offense, right? The Princeton offense. Everyone's cutting. Your bigs had to be able to pass. Chris Weber, same thing, great passer. You watch uh, the dude from Denver, he stays stationary. And Shaq was a really good passer, and you just got guys cutting. If your big man can pass, it makes it crazy. Draymond can do that. He also can just sit at the top of the three-point line, dribble, 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 and run the point. That is that is not normal at all. Okay? No. Now, granted, he is closer to most point guard size, right? At the, he's
0: probably with shoes on six six. But yeah, I mean, he's he's he's, he a, he's, their center. he's Magic size, but I but I. I, I think Magic Magic's six nine Magic's got him by a couple of inches. Well, yeah, well, I just mean he's he he to me he's built more like Magic than he has built a or Magic was built more like him than Matt than a yeah yeah, yeah too. But um, I do th- no, I think you're right. He's more underappreciated than Steph. I think the Steph underappreciation is maybe that's more an internet thing. Um, but I I do think Steph sacrificed something. In terms of the overall numbers, I I think he could you know he could have led the the NBA scoring for six straight years at over thirty points a game if he had wanted to, and I think that's part of his story is that that's not what his number one priority was. But I think also the, the last thing I think we should address on this it's not just about those two guys is this is about the health of the NBA too, and how good for the league Steph is, and I think there's two guys on the top tier of great for the league, and it's Steph and LeBron. Katie's great for the league. There are a lot of guys that are great for the league, but in terms of the top tier, give me this guy versus this guy, and that's the best television product you can put forth. I think Steph versus LeBron is... Now, I'm not saying these could be the most competitive games. I'm just saying Steph versus LeBron. If you could draw it up in the NBA office, that's the best thing you could possibly have. There's no combination of two best players against one another that's better than Steph versus LeBron. Steph... Uh, LeBron versus KD is not better, I don't think, for TV ratings than Steph versus LeBron. So I I'll mean, it, give him a you, twelve game. I mean, give him seven. You got to hope for seven somehow. You're not getting that, but you got to hope for the playing game. Yeah, to me, Wednesday night's got ten million people watching if it's those two.
1: Because I you do say think it built up. Well, Strauss thought that there's a chance that that game does the highest rating of any game all playoffs. Like, Assuming obviously like they bigger never than be like up. Game Seven <laughs> of an NBA Finals. He he thought, he thought there was a chance that it is bigger in Game 7 of the NBA Finals. Because I, I ended up going on a rabbit hole the other day because I saw Bryson hit this ball. I sent you that visual of him hitting it 385, and he carried it 365. So I, I took the Barry Bonds home run from Game 7, or maybe it was Game 6, when he hits the ball and Tim Salmon goes, it's the farthest ball I've ever seen hit. Then what I did is I Googled the ratings. What did that game rate? And Game 7 of Angels-Giants uh, did 30 million people. Over the last 20 years, beside the Cubs game, which did like 45 million people, Cubs-Indians, like, you're just going through like, God, drop off, drop off, drop off, woo! And you're like, God, the baseball wanted That was fucking good for business and Fox. Before the Cubs had but, won a World Series, the, yeah. Yeah, the, when the Yankees were involved in oh9 and the Cubs were the highest two World Series the last like 20 years. But... The Warriors, like, Strauss does a lot of deep dives on the rating stuff. Like, they're the biggest, true, true draw. Now, I think the Lakers have more fans than the Warriors. Like, true guy, if you meet a guy, like, if, me and you, if you moved to Florida, I moved to Minnesota, we would just run into Laker fans. Like, legit, like, I've been a Laker, I'm 50 years old, I've been a Laker fan since I was, since I could think, right? They exist way more than the Warriors. The Warriors do have, like, today... I bet when that number comes out, it was higher than most NBA games. Steph going off today against the Grizzlies. He has like, damn, Steph's doing something. Even a guy that is quote unquote down on basketball, and there are a lot of those right now, just like I'm out on the NBA right now. Sunday today, you tuned in to watch him just fucking hit fadeaway threes in people I've never heard of's faces. Yeah. Dylan Brooks, I, at first I'm like, oh, Dylan Brooks can DM up. And then like as the game's going on, you're like, is
0: Steph going to get 50? It's hard. Yeah. Dumb Brooks <laughs> is good. Dumb Brooks
1: is good. It was co- it, it was cool, and I could see Joe thinking this today. Next year, when we're filling this place, it should be rocking because this guy is. And when you watch it, the thing—if you're Joe—you got to be thinking like, it'll be hard to ever top this. Now, you know, Jerry Bass would have said man. that too. With yeah, with yeah. Magic, and ultimately you get to Kobe and Shaq, but it's he's kind of the franchises like Magic or Michael. Like it's just gonna it'll. Even if it's big, like they get their Kobe and Shaq after Steph, that'll be big too for the Warriors. This will be about as organic and unique as it's just ever going to be. Maybe that's why Kobe probably was so important to Lakers because they drafted him. He was their guy. Like I think most, if you meet a 50-year-old guy, they'd be like Magic Kobe, right? Well above Shaq or some of the guys that they LeBron will never sniff that. But it's like when you draft a guy and then you go to war with him and you have him your whole time, like – it's pretty cool in a league where no one ever says, like, I want to be here, all Steph ever says, like, I'm never leaving. You know? I know. It's the opposite of the league.
0: I did watch the game thinking, like, why isn't Trey Lance court side? Maybe I'd win the, win the job. <laughs> then be Limitations. Side. Limitations.
1: Limitations on fans.
0: Uh a couple of things from uh a couple of things to hit, but a couple of things from YouTube just to follow up. Six letters says Hambone sticker would be clean. Um
2: uh
0: what was this other one here? Oh, Steph versus LeBron. Uh, Ludi <laughs> says Steph versus LeBron, round five. LMAO. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Uh, I see somebody said Lance was going four to the Falcons. Did you see the video of the Falcons' draft room reacting? They were reacting when the Niners took Lance, like they like they wanted pits the whole time, which I would believe. Yeah. But I think it's fair. So speaking of the Falcons, you and I wanted to hit this. Uh, I I don't remember the guy's name. Did you, did you have his name in front of you? Uh, I do not. This guy got do du- got basically what we call like catfished, but for a Falcons yeah. workout. Somebody from the Atlanta yeah. had an Atlanta area code texted him. Austin P. Austin P. The guys D. 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 from Austin P. Somebody. So he's Flantarius. From from Wait, so he's from Austin P and the person that was texting him was pretending to be Don Dean Pease? It's kind of funny. <laughs> so they told him come to Atlanta for a workout, what he drove.
1: I don't know if he drove, but it's, obviously the team didn't pay. This guy so Im- either I don't know I don't even know where Austin P is. I'd imagine he either bought a plane ticket or because if they said, hey, come out on a tryout basis, you would have gone. Now you would think if he had an agent they would have called and asked but to make arrangements he didn't even maybe he doesn't have an agent and he just went yeah
0: it's uh it was wild so the guy this to me this is a great example of taking something negative and handling it and like he might someone might be interested in him i don't know what his tape looks like but it's a pretty impressive display so what happens he shows up they didn't actually invite him somebody was texting him messing with him told him he had a falcons workout he didn't he Can I read you he he tweeted out a pretty powerful thing did you is that what you're talking about Well I was no 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 I was going to say something else so read that out
1: He has this long he wrote this out but he said it's been a rough few days but I felt like I need to clear the air and get this off my chest honestly ready to move on from the situation He wrote this I want to say thank you to everyone who's been in my corner while I've been preferring, pursuing my lifelong NFL dream of playing in the league Apparently, the opportunity of attending rookie minicamp with the Falcons was not a legit opportunity. Someone contacted me from a 404 area code, pretending to be Dean Peace, the coordinator of the Falcons. I did not realize it was not a le- legit opportunity until I traveled to the facility for rookie minicamp check-in on Wednesday, May 12th. Ugh. It's most definitely one of the most embarrassing things that has ever happened to me and very humbling experience. Just want to apologize to everyone and the Atlanta Falcons organization for the mix-up. Uh, I clicked on it. I honestly, uh, I don't know or understand why this happened, but I do know that everything happens for a reason. Yes, this was heartbreaking for me. Like this is, it's heartbreaking. Just another to stepping to. stone that I am not afraid to admit or overcome. At the end of the day, this will not make or break me. I mean, he's kind of, I I bet the Falcons were kind of thrown off, right? Especially now with the protocols. You're very, you think this guy's messing uh, with you maybe, right? Yeah, probably. It probably threw them for a pretty big loop. And in Corona, when everything is just, you know, pretty heightened, you know, someone's on the line. That's pretty crazy.
0: So (laughs) then ESPN reaches out to him for a comment. And he was really classy. He's like, Uh, I'm not going to comment. I don't want to keep reliving this. I said what I said. He didn't give him like a no comment, but he didn't want to do a whole other interview about it because it sucks. This has been a really awful experience for him. And then he says, I don't know if he knows who was messing with him or if he just, either way he said, and I don't want whoever did this. I don't want them to be publicly humiliated. Like I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy so i'm not even trying he was he's not even trying to like get revenge publicly against the person that was messing with him i i was blown away by the guy i don't know anything about him until i read the story that to me is incredibly impressive because i think 99 percent of people would go let's whatever the word on the internet is, what do you call it like a, let's fire uh cancel culture no not well yeah i can't yeah basically <laughs> um Let's firebomb this person. That's not the word. But anyway, I, that, I don't know. This guy, I don't know. Like you said, it's pretty, you can't just give out tryouts like candy here. But, and I don't know what well, this you're, guy's you're literally like.
1: limited. I, I do wonder if there's a chance, like you had him as an undrafted free agent, but you hadn't called him. Normal time, you need an extra body. Maybe you have like one of your scouts look at him and be like, yeah, just let him play. You know, whatever, it's harmless. What I read in Barros' article, and I saw this with Kelvin Benjamin, the chubby former wide receiver that's now a tight end for the Giants. Yeah. They let hit, like he tried out for the Giants this week. The, the guy, in my experience, I don't remember guys like Marquise Lee and Kelvin Benjamin. These guys are 29 years old showing up rookie minicamp. Well, the reason it is you're limited the amount of people you can have. And some teams, instead of just letting, quote, unquote, a tryout player is typically like Guy Haberman was a backup at Fresno State, but you have good size, agent, you need a guy. You're like, oh, yeah, let them try out, right? There are tons of tryout players every year non-Corona. Well, in Corona, it limits – you can't just let anyone in. So some of these teams, if you only get five or ten tryout guys, have allowed some older veteran guys. Mar- Marquise Lee and D- Benjamin's a really good example, trying to hold on to their career – and and going like well, I mean, I'm getting in front of the coach. Why? It's a pretty good opportunity, right? Yeah. Like Kelvin Benjamin got signed. I saw, like he's gonna be just get a chance to go to the off season. That's all you want. But normally, like I, I you have an you just have so many random tryout guys, and most of them don't amount to anything. But I, I think Lynch said once upon a time. I think Breda was a tryout guy, if I remember correctly. Could be wrong on that. I think the Raiders DeAndre. DeAndre Washington was drafted. Maybe Jalen Richard was a, you know. Undrafted It happens to try with running out. back sometimes. Yeah, because you're like little, and all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, this guy was the best guy in our rookie minicamp. So it's just that you you can, the sad part is reading that, you can kind of envision just the look on people's faces at the check-in or or when he's just like going in the front door. I, I, at Atlanta, who knows, you might need to
0: go through a gate Right? And he's like, guys, I'm here for the tryout. What's your name? And there's just somebody at the front desk that doesn't have his name on the thing. There, so he's standing. Other people are walking around him, checking in, while the other person's like, I got uh, John Smith here. He says he's on the list. I don't see him, Betty. And the other people are checking in. He's like, hey, what's up, man? Hey, he's like, up, Kyle
1: man? Pitts is behind him. Pitts, Pitts. Yeah, come on in, Kyle.
0: <laughs> yeah. God.
1: That's just, what. What's, what's wrong with people, man? Uh, I, I, That's... Of all the catfish I've heard, like, okay, catfish, a date, whatever, no one shows up. That's pretty fucked up. I mean, it's not,
0: you know, the worst one you've heard of.
1: Uh, Manti? Yeah.
2: Hi, Manti. To... Remember
0: that thing?
1: The, pro- the The problem is, Cynic in me, like, I don't really believe it all. That one's a little fishy. Like, is that a true catfish? Was he in on it? Was he really innocent? I don't know. If he was if smart, if it, it was value, fake, he should have made
0: it a whole YouTube out of it. He could have got, like, a bunch of subscribers.
1: I think he just got married. Did he? Good.
0: I, a, I've yeah, always a wanted a happy woman. ending. Uh, just, just for life to play out well for him. <laughs> so did
1: so did Manta. <laughs> yeah, he wanted that, I realized that was. <laughs> 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 uh, quick note: we, re, this this might have been a Twitter thing, but it just Jed's pretty happy right now on the internet. I think he just thinks they're going to win
0: the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not making I, a joke. Is, like, I was like, what, what does he think right now? I was, I was thinking that. Like, I think he thinks they could win the Super Bowl.
1: I think it's part of that. Which I also I think it's
0: like, uh, you see happy. it
1: happen to some people. You definitely see it happen if you, even non-famous people, but someone you either went to college with, grew up with, when they get a new girlfriend. I, I just follow a lot of just random people, so I see it happen too. And they're just nonstop Instagram pictures, like, just at the cafe. We we took the weekend down to the beach, went to Tahoe. and It's like, God, these guys are in love. And then, and then you'll notice if they're a consistent follow, you're like, I haven't seen pictures of the two of them. It just ends. You know that honeymoon phase, though? In those people's hearts and their eyes, they're on cloud nine. I do feel like there's just this level of him. He just loves John and Kyle and what they mean to his stability of his franchise so much and this Trey Lance thing made his franchise so powerful like it's all anyone talked about he loves his coach and GM like with an infinite amount of love he's just like I can't love these guys anymore I, and be- if I really can build
0: these guys from scratch and really believes in them
1: yeah and just like they're and then they're so friendly to him they're so nice well it's like yeah you're paying them probably combined what'd you guess Kyle's about 10 John's about six I mean it could be like 16 million between the two of them you know Parag ain't cheap either. I mean, this is, he got an expensive...
0: Hired Al Guido away from Jerry be- Jones. I mean, he's... If we did
1: a deep dive on their core four of Kyle... Adam Peters just got a Lynch, race. Guido... Okay, let's do five. Guido, uh, Parag, Lynch. If we went top five in any organization, would they be up near the top of W2s? Uh, I mean, W-2s? you'd
0: have to <laughs> remove anybody who's, like, number two. At Like, Jerry Jones is, like, he's got two kids. Yeah, he's got no, three no.
1: kids, I think, in the front employed. office.
0: Non-family members, top five. Yeah, it has to
1: be. They've got to be up there. (laughs) They've got because I I think most teams would have a precipitous drop after like GM. Like like, yeah,
0: like like uh, what's his name? The Panthers' new owner pays a lot of money for people, but it's just it's rule, and then it's fitter. I don't know how much it's fitter making. It's just rule. Rules making two million, maybe. Yeah. No, he's pretty excited. He's really excited. I know. Yeah. You know, really and excited. I think they're hanging out, like, uh, you know, having having mixed drinks pretty frequently yeah. these days.
1: Just talking to people that were in the... I think they got pretty fucked up last night. Which, I, I think Jed's just been partying... Like, I, I think he's been intoxicated now for, like, a month. Just intoxicated on life, intoxicated with alcohol. Just He's just excited. I don't necessarily blame him. It has to feel like a pretty cool time. But the problem with... Getting so outspoken about it, if it doesn't go well, you do set yourself up for arrows. Yeah, which he's done in the past, even though he's not. His tweets are kind of. It's not like he's he's not making the statements that he used to. Like this is unacceptable or this is going to
0: be sweet. No. It's more just it's like just him having what a good time,
1: wasted. Yeah, just getting wasted.
0: He's just enjoying the harmlessness of it all. I
1: tried to zoom in on different things in the picture. I, it was hard for me to quite figure out what was. What was there besides just some bottles of wine and some pellegrinos? Jar of cookies. Were you, Did you like- look like there's some
0: jars of cookies, some different uh, cookies on the table. Hey, he's got young kids. Yeah, so probably. Kids running in, running chips, out, not realizing they're running. Ch- they could just ask Kyle Shanahan a question <laughs> about, like, uh, who's going to, how many reps away. is Jimmy Garoppolo going to get at uh, the first veteran OTA? You know? Do you ever,
1: do you, whenever you like, go to Safeway or whatever, and you walk by like the cookie aisle? It's it's always one where he's like, I could easily grab like a box of these sweet ass cookies.
0: Yeah, the L happens to me. Games are won and lost at the grocery store, not in the kitchen. Like once they're in the kitchen, ball game over. That that is a great great take. If you can come out of the
1: grocery store like, damn, I really didn't bring anything home that was that bad. You you've won. There's no, you can't. You you're
0: protecting yourself against yourself. Like you texted yeah, me something like, today where during the basketball game, and yeah. I, like that was, and I was like, I can't be mad. I was sitting there eating sour cream and onion. Like uh, they weren't chips; they're like um, puffs. Yeah, kind of like pot, but 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 the flavor is the same. They just don't have the same crunch. And I was just like, I'm, I don't, I couldn't tell you anything that just happened in the last four minutes because these things, sour cream and onion flavoring, is like cocaine to my brain. And I was the happiest those three minutes. But it's just. I, I you lose track of how many you're throwing in your face. I do that. I lose track. Like I'll be like, guy, how many mini uh, yogurt covered pretzels did you just have? And I'd be like, fuck, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure I just got full in like three <laughs> minutes. I just I, I just I, did a 30 minute workout, and why did I just? What just happened? Who am I? Where am I? Where, where I see
1: I'd have a problem is like little kids' birthdays. Like, oh, what do they want? Well, we can take some vanilla ice cream, take some chocolate chip cookies. I'll, I'll order these five pizzas. Like, it takes some serious, serious, like, skinny people, if they can maintain skinniness with kids, that's really impressive. And I, and I do believe it's unfair to, like, no sugar in the house. Like, you do got to let the kid have a little yeah, something. Like we all had the friend that was like, this is not allowed in
2: the
0: home.
1: Now, granted, my my parents were very good at shopping for, like, the Gushers or any of that crap either, but we had none of that. I could sneak it in the house.
0: Uh, a couple other things real quick. Lamar Odom wants to uh, box Jake Paul. I don't know if that's real. I don't want to any time on it, he. But apparently, I just love why apparently he wants to box Jake Paul to avenge Nate Robinson. So that's funny to me. But can you, you fight Lamar Odom? He's like six seven. Yeah, six seven. Isn't he
1: like six eleven? Is he six
0: eleven? I don't. I don't really remember.
1: I think he's huge. Yeah, no, you can't do that fight. It is Logan Paul that's fighting Floyd. That takes a little of the juice away. Because
0: Jake's the good fighter. Why are they doing that? Isn't Jake the better fighter? <laughs> I just think money. Yeah, I didn't even know Logan was a fighter. I don't know. Uh, one last thing, because we have people that listen all over the country. Actually, we, look at, we get some people in other countries. So, you know, we, the, the things that the most people can identify with. But I, I don't think people uh, have a problem when we go super micro. But this is not too micro, I don't think. We have a buddy who just got a head coaching job, high school football. Oh. Major, major California high school football power program. Eric Brown, absolute stud of a human being, first of all. Just an all-time great. And uh, I think it's safe to say that we have – there was one high school football team on this show that we will be uh, following very closely during the course of this high school football season, and that's the Clovis West Golden Eagles in California Central Valley, John. So, that's awesome.
1: That's a big deal, man. I mean, produce a lot of – I was going to say NFL. Lot a lot of Division one of prospects. Yeah. Certainly still will. I mean, I would say the – would you say the top program in the Valley –
0: uh, I definitely say one it's of varied them varied a little yeah. year to year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, over the years there's sometimes it's Clovis, sometimes it's central, sometimes it's a few, few times it's been, but Edison if, you just did, if you just did California,
1: you'd probably go like modern day, De La Salle, now Folsom. I mean, historically Clovis West, maybe not be on De La Salle's level, but it would be in the tier of like top eight
0: or 10 programs in the state. Right. Uh, I don't know if it would be quite that high. That's a good question okay, because I think you got your, you know, you got your Helix, you got your Bosco, you got your Oaks Christian, you got your Folsom. la you got, got your, some, yeah, yeah. I don't think it'd be quite that high, but I do know this, like the Central Valley is part we'll It's just get ready for them to climb back up the rankings guy. You damn right about that. <laughs> maybe we could send some players that way. California is a major college football state. The Central Valley is a major part of California football. Clovis West is a major part of Central Valley football. So, it, yeah, it's it's just I mean, you you were part of a recruiting in a college football program. I just covered a lot of high school football. It's just a major, major program. It's big, big ass stadium. They play in.
1: Well, they, I mean, when I was at Fresno state, their quarterback, theirs, but. Th- their quarterback, Jeff tool ended up starting in the NFL. Actually the first, I mean, he, you know he went to Washington State. Obviously, he was the first ever undrafted free agent to start Week One. Because remember, the Bills had a bunch of injuries, yeah. and he ended up starting the game. Yeah, Jeff Toole was a starting quarterback. Travis Brown, you know, was a huge recruit. You know, Eric's brother. Yep. I mean, Eric played at Fresno State.
0: For if you know, if you played. guys if you remember the old F- Fresno State football teams with Pat Hill, his dad Dan Brown was the defensive coordinator, um, and just a major figure in the community and a really good football coach. So, congrats, Eric. We're thrilled for you. By the way, Sam Sam in the chat says Lamar is six ten. Is Lamar in good health? Is Lamar honest? Question: Bounce back or
1: no? It's a good question.
0: Okay. All right. Um, on that note, more videos, pods coming this week. Obviously, get the mail back. Oh, one last thing: we got we have. I don't have an answer for this, but somebody asked this question earlier. I just wanted to uh, Dan say: Can I leave a review on iTunes as an Android user? I listen to your YouTube and iHeart. We have not figured out a solution for the mailbag or for non iTunes users yet. I don't know if that's IG DMs or something like that. Right now, we just we do it for the um, iTunes reviews, but I don't know. My, my
1: my question could be out of ignorance. Why why would you not get an Apple iPhone? Like, what would be the drive? Just you've always been an Android guy.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I think people like uh, Alyssa has Samsung. She she has she hates the iPhone. She refuses to get an iPhone. You just get comfortable with something, I get it. Some right? a lot of people say she says the keyboard, like the keyboard somehow is better. I
1: I, I used to be know. an anti Mac computer guy, got one, I could never go back.
0: A lot of clearly a lot of people I mean, there's a whole Samsung's a I think they're doing well. Big company.
1: Yeah, but I think I think Apple's
0: got Well what, Apple's eight, one I of the five yeah, doing I mean, well.
1: They're,
0: yeah. They're massive. I've heard of them? <laughs> yeah. I've heard of them. <laughs> uh oh, Carl, one of the guys I remember this name from making the uh, Carl got his ham hat. Love it. All right, good. All right, uh, on that note, have a great week, everybody. Oops. Have a great week, everybody. And um, yeah, get in the DraftKings game. Big, uh, big PJ Championship this week. Let's go.
2: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for
1: 4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi,
2: or 7-Up, all with your card.